Welcome to A Great Big City News, episode 50. Today, Thanksgiving Parade Mishaps. If you'd like to support A Great Big City and our podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com support, where individuals can make a one-time or monthly contribution. And if you're a New York area company, visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to view our ad rates and learn more about advertising on the podcast and on the website. Hi, I'm Trace Gilton, founder of A Great Big City. It's another week, so that means another check-in with the 14th Street Busway. The ridership on Crosstown buses at 14th Street has increased to more than 32,000 daily riders, an increase over last year's 26,000 daily riders, and now the city is looking at increasing service along the route. Now that buses are moving faster thanks to the clear streets and the installation of bus loading platforms, Some are beginning to need to hold at bus stops to avoid getting ahead of schedule. The 14th Street buses will also be getting onboard camera systems that photograph any bus lane blockers and send that info to the Department of Transportation. Any vehicles caught blocking the buses by those onboard cameras or by street-mounted cameras will be subject to fines. These are the same bus-mounted cameras that recently made a dramatic debut when the Transit Authority posted a video on social media showing the bus camera zapping a delivery truck out of the bus lane. Although there haven't been any reports of disintegrating delivery vans, the cameras have been operating on the M15 and B44 select bus routes. There's good and bad news for any holiday shoppers hoping for some traffic relief in Midtown this holiday season. City Council Speaker Cory Johnson said that the success of the 14th Street Busway should lead the city to expand the program to similar streets like 34th Street and 42nd, but Mayor de Blasio's view is still that instituting busways on other streets would be a premature move before the 14th Street pilot program has completed. The current busway's pilot program is scheduled to last 18 months, after which the DOT will examine the results and decide whether the program will continue. So 34th Street and 42nd Street won't be completely cleared out for this holiday season. Midtown bus riders may be stuck behind empty Ubers on 34th and 42nd Street hoping for a new busway, but visitors to Rockefeller Center will get a bit more breathing room. The city announced that just after Thanksgiving, Movable barriers will be installed to close the streets around Rockefeller Center and add more pedestrian space during the holiday season. The plan is to completely close 49th and 50th Streets from 5th Avenue to 6th Avenue beginning in the afternoon until midnight each day. Along 5th Avenue from 48th to 52nd, a lane of the road on each side will be reclaimed for pedestrian traffic with movable barriers. On 6th Avenue, a similar barrier setup will take over one lane of traffic, but only when the NYPD and DOT observers see that the crowds are growing and more pedestrian space is needed. According to State Senator Brad Hoyleman, the Rockefeller Center area attracts 125 million visitors during the holiday season. When news of the potential street closure plan leaked at the end of October, Mayor de Blasio emphasized that it had not yet been approved by City Hall and that someone at the DOT may have accidentally or intentionally leaked it, quote, trying to further their own agenda, unquote. Now City Hall has approved the plan, and it's set to take effect the day after Thanksgiving. 
In response to news of the Rockefeller Center street closures, Transit Authority head Andy Byford released a short statement criticizing what he called a unilateral decision by the city that will slow down buses in the Rockefeller Center area since they are not given priority in the current plan. Fifth Avenue is a major north-south route for buses, and it remains to be seen how the floor-block narrowing of the streets will impact traffic or transit times. The 14th Street busway is pretty exciting, but if you can't eliminate the cars, how about eliminating the drivers? This week, the Port Authority announced that they hope to use autonomous vehicle technology to more closely space their buses through the Lincoln Tunnel. While the plan realistically wouldn't eliminate drivers, the technology developed for self-driving vehicles would allow the buses to drive closer to each other and maintain a higher speed by closely monitoring the surrounding environment and avoiding collisions with greater accuracy than a human driver. There's no word yet when the plan will start to be tested, but the Port Authority did announce two technology companies that they hope to work with. So if you see a bus driver rolling through the Lincoln Tunnel Express bus lane with their hands off the wheel, it may still be necessary to notify the police, at least for now. Today's podcast is brought to you by City Survival, the A Great Big City Holiday Gift Guide. Whether it's a tiny replica of a fire escape to hang on your wall, or a gadget that may one day help you escape a stalled subway train, find all your gifts this year through our gift guide, and your purchases will financially benefit a great big city. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash gift guide to find our recommendations for making city life a bit more dignified in the upcoming year. Coming up on November 28th, the 93rd annual Macy's Thanksgiving Parade will fly 16 giant balloons from 77th Street to 34th Street. With new giant balloons this year of astronaut Snoopy, Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham, a new SpongeBob SquarePants design featuring Gary the Snail, and the reappearance of Smokey the Bear. But those new balloons will hopefully stop to pay their respects to some of their fallen comrades. Over the 93 years of Macy's parades, there have been three major balloon crashes. 26 years ago in 1993. Love them Yankees. Hallelujah. Due to the heavy winds, they were showing you some of our balloons on videotape. We just wanted you to know that it is a really windy day and it could be a bit of a problem. So there. Well, it's been jumping all the way. Along comes Sonic the Hedgehog. Every kid knows this video game superstar with his bodacious blue spikes and red hot sneakers. Furnished by Sega of America, the Hedgemeister's debut in the parade is already bigger than a sonic boom. Hey, I must say, Katie, that that Sonic the Hedgehog is looking as sharp as his three rows of spiky quills. I just wonder who gets to scratch his back. Not me, Willard, but thanks for joining us, Sonic. Would you scratch my back? (laughs) Not on your life. All right, would you scratch the director's back? The Sonic the Hedgehog balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade knocks down a streetlight in Columbus Circle, injuring a child and an off-duty police officer. Footage from an earlier test run of the Sonic the Hedgehog balloon was aired during the TV broadcast as the balloon had deflated and was beyond repair. Another balloon, Rex the Dinosaur, also struck a streetlight and exploded, but did not knock down any debris. 
22 years ago in 1997, four people are injured too seriously when a Cat in the Hat balloon from the Thanksgiving parade knocks down a streetlight on Central Park West. Feel it's that classic Dr. Seuss creation, the Cat in the Hat, but the Cat kind of lost his hat earlier, Uh-oh. so we're bringing to this to you thanks to the wonders once again of videotape furnished by Random House Children's Publishing. That is Not one, the videotape, no, the balloon. The balloon, <laughs> that, absolutely. What a hat this is. Taller than two Christmas trees. Cats are spinning on this 16-foot bow tie, an armful of books, and that famous umbrella. Although nobody ever rains on this character's parade. High winds caused damage to numerous balloons during this parade, and the streetlight at 72nd and Central Park West had reportedly been hit multiple times with the cat in the hat eventually causing debris to topple down into the crowd. Macy's would go on to replace those streetlights along the parade route to better guard against a balloon strike, but one of those replaced poles would be knocked down later in 2005. The woman most seriously injured by the cat in the hat crash, who spent 24 days in a coma, would also be impacted by another memorable New York City event when a plane crashed into her Upper East Side building and the plane's engine landed in her apartment. You can hear more about Yankees pitcher Corey Little's plane crash on episode 44 of the podcast. 14 years ago in 2005. At the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the main attraction were the colorful floats and comical clowns, but that is until the accident happened. A balloon mishap that broke up the fun with some misfortune. Let's get the details from CNN's Mary Snow. Mary. Well, Allie, hospital officials here in New York say two sisters have been retreated and released from the hospital, and the mayor of New York is saying the city is thankful that no one else was seriously hurt. That, it hit that light post. With this balloon? It hit that light post. Somebody got hit. This video shot by a spectator is now something the city plans to examine to find out why a rope from the 500-pound M&M balloon got caught on a lamppost. The top part of the lamppost toppled on two sisters visiting from Albany. One is 26 and uses a wheelchair. Officials say she received six stitches after being hit on the head and that her 11-year-old sister suffered minor abrasions. Two were injured when an M&M balloon from the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade knocks down a streetlight in Times Square. The parade had begun with winds just under the maximum allowable speed, but as the balloons entered the open area of Times Square, an area known by balloon pilots to be problematic, the wind caused the balloons to behave erratically. The 515-pound M&M balloon hit an office building and the streetlight as its 50 handlers struggled to regain control. A woman who uses a wheelchair and her younger sister were hit by the falling streetlight debris and escaped with minor injuries. This streetlight was one of the modified models that Macy's had previously paid to replace along the parade route. Well, if we look back on the winds around 11 o'clock in the morning, the accident happened shortly after that. You can see we did have strong winds in Central Park near certainly where the parade was. Southwesterly winds at 10 and gusts at 21 miles per hour. The guidelines for not flying the balloons, 34 mile per hour gusts didn't exceed that. But nearby, look what was going on at JFK Airport. We did have gusts at 36 miles per hour. So the winds started to pick up at 11. They really picked up at noon. And by 1 o'clock, the National Weather Service issued a wind advisory that's in effect right now. You heard how winds can wreak havoc with the flying balloons, so safety limits are now set, where balloons may only fly if sustained winds are below 23 miles per hour and wind gusts are below 34 miles per hour. 
For this Thanksgiving, the winds are predicted to be in the 20 mile per hour range. So we'll have to see if the balloons get grounded this year. No matter what happens to this year's balloons, it won't be as exciting as the parade's end from 1927 to 1932, when the parade balloons were simply launched into the sky after the parade, and Macy's predicted that they would deflate and land, so they attached a note that offered a $100 reward to anyone who returned the balloon's remains. The tradition ended, however, when one of the loose balloons finally ended up getting stuck on the wing of an airplane and sent the plane into a tailspin. Thirteen years ago, on November 25, 2006, Sean Bell is shot and killed by police in a controversial shooting that raised protest over how police handled the encounter and whether anyone in Bell's bachelor party was actually armed. Upon leaving the bachelor party at a strip club, undercover police testified that they heard one of Bell's friends say he was going to get a gun. So police, who were outside the club investigating possible prostitution at the location, drew their guns and fired on the group, killing Bell and severely injuring two others. The NYPD response hinged on whether a gun was mentioned or displayed, with witnesses saying that no one in the bachelor party mentioned a gun, and none being found at the scene. Mayor Bloomberg called the shooting unacceptable and said it looked like a case of excessive force, with five officers firing a total of 50 shots, hitting Bell four times, Trent Benefield three times, and Joseph Guzman 19 times. Protests took place comparing Bell's death to similar police shootings of unarmed men, and protesters called for the officers to be held accountable. Three of the five officers involved in the shooting were indicted and went before a judge in a bench trial where all charges were dropped on April 25, 2008. Despite their acquittal, all officers and their commanding officer were fired or forced to resign by 2012. Liverpool Street from 94th to 101st Avenue in Jamaica, Queens was named in honor of Sean Bell on what would have been his 27th birthday. One hundred and nine years ago on November 27, 1910, the original Penn Station opens to the public with an estimated 100,000 visitors on the first day. The city operated a bit differently in those days, with the New York Times noting the increase in pedestrians on a Sunday in the, quote, usually very quiet area of Midtown between Penn Station and Times Square, and that the crowds were, quote, impressed with the lack of confusion, unquote, at Penn Station on the opening day. One aspect of the opening day report did seem all too familiar. The new station called a notable increase in subway passengers at both Times Square and 33rd Street stations, causing passengers to question why there had not been extra capacity added to the 7th Avenue Crosstown trolley. The increase in train traffic also relocated a large number of support personnel to the city, with many settling in southeast Queens near the newly constructed Sunnyside train yards. This increased the population of Long Island City by at least 2,000 people. The original above-ground structure of Penn Station would remain until 1963, when it had fallen into disrepair and was torn down and replaced with Madison Square Garden. The loss of what was once an architectural wonder led to the formation of the Landmarks Preservation Commission that would go on to save Grand Central Terminal from a similar fate just two years later. Today, the Moynihan Train Hall near Penn Station is being renovated into a modern version of what Penn Station once was. 
The new train station will service Amtrak and Long Island Railroad customers and will feature a soaring glass atrium ceiling similar to those seen in the old Penn Station and will be about the size of Grand Central's main hall. Coming up next on the Great Big City. This woman bought what she thought was a watermelon, but you won't believe what happened next. <clears throat> Coming up. Would you like to enable desktop notifications? I said no already. Coming up next. Homeowners in Oswego, New York can't believe this one weird trick. Other news websites are quick to trick their readers with clickbait headlines and undercover ads, but a great big city is dedicated to keeping the news straightforward and factual. If a great big city has kept you informed over the years, make a contribution at agreatbigcity.com slash support. And if you're a local business, visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to view rates and learn more. Would you like to enable desktop notifications? Oh, not again. Park of the Day. Bergen Triangle at Grand Concourse, 181st Street and Anthony Avenue in the Bronx. Named for William Bergen, one of the largest developers in the Bronx, who spotted vacant lots and bought them, constructing over 200 homes on his lands. One of Bergen's most notable achievements as a developer was the construction of the Bergen Building, built in 1915 at the intersection of Tremont and Arthur Avenues, about one mile southeast from Bergen Triangle Park. In Park's events, the city will be hosting Black Friday hikes on November 29th as a way to clear your mind from any holiday stress and avoid the ravenous shopping crowds. There will be one official hike in each borough, but you're encouraged to visit any city park and take your own hiking adventure. In Manhattan, the Black Friday hike will begin at Central Park's southeast corner in Doris Friedman Plaza at 60th Street and 5th Avenue, and will head all the way north to the Harlem Mirror. Meet the Urban Park Ranger tour guides there at 10 a.m. In Staten Island, meet at the Greenbelt Nature Center and take a hike along the Greenbelt's White Trail. In Queens, the Black Friday hike will take place in the Alley Pond Park. Meet at the Alley Pond Park Adventure Center at 11 a.m. and see the tallest and largest living organism in the city, the Alley Giant, a tulip tree in Alley Pond Park. In the Bronx, head to Sheridan Triangle in Van Cortland Park and take a hike along the Cass Gallagher Trail in the northwest woods of Van Cortland Park. And in Brooklyn, head over to Prospect Park at the Audubon Center at the Boathouse, along the east side of the park, where you'll be able to see some of Prospect Park's largest trees. Both the Bronx and Brooklyn Black Friday hikes begin at 1 p.m. Now let's see where our robot friend is hiking off to this week on the concert calendar. Here's the AGBC concert calendar for the upcoming week. Hoosier is playing Hammerstein Ballroom on Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday. Angel Olsen is playing Brooklyn Steel on Saturday, November 23rd. The Mr. T Experience and Mikey Urgar playing St. Vitus Bar on Saturday, November 23rd. The Jonas Brothers are playing Barclays Center on Saturday, November 23rd. That Dog is playing the Warsaw on Saturday, November 23rd. Titus Andronicus and partner are playing the Bowery Ballroom on Saturday, November 23rd. Bob Dylan is playing the Beacon Theater on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Matt and Kim and the Frights are playing Brooklyn Steel on Monday, November 25th. 
Jaden Smith and Willow Smith are playing Terminal 5 on Tuesday, November 26 at 7 p.m. Vintage Trouble and Hollis Brown are playing Rough Trade NYC on Wednesday, November 27. Lil TJ is playing PlayStation Theater on Wednesday, November 27 at 8 p.m. The So So Glows are playing Brooklyn Bazaar on Friday, November 29. Working Women and Martin are playing Nowadays on Friday, November 29. Louise Fonsi, Reich, Ozuna are playing Prudential Center on Friday, November 29 at 7 p.m. Phobia is playing PlayStation Theater on Friday, November 29 at 8 p.m. Between the Buried and Me, Chon, and Intervals are playing Brooklyn Steel on Saturday, November 30th. And Immortal Technique is playing PlayStation Theater on Saturday, November 30th. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at a greatbigcity.com/slash events. Here's something you may not have known about New York. If you're feeling in distress or just feeling a bit depressed, you can call, text, or online chat with a trained counselor 24 hours a day as part of the city's NYC Well program. Visit nycwell.cityofnewyork.us, call 1-888-NYC-WELL, or text WELL to 65173. All those methods of contact are confidential and available 24 hours a day. Extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 77 degrees on November 20, 1985. And a record low of 13 degrees on November 22, 1880. Weather for the week ahead, light rain this weekend. With a chance of wind on Wednesday and Thursday. And on Thursday, those winds may reach speeds high enough to cause trouble for some of the Thanksgiving parade balloons. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City and email contact at agreatbigcity.com with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to A Great Big City News wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast FM, or listen to each episode on the podcast pages at agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening, and visit our podcast site to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Our intro and outro music is Start the Day by Lee Rosefear, and the concert calendar music is from jukedeck.com. Thanks for being part of a great big city. Happy Holidays from Macy's and NBC. This is Don Pardo speaking.